Yo, this is coming from the live station of Gypsy Moon Band Videos. Check it out. I'm on Synergy Solo. I'm selling solo across the world. Hit me up at 505-507-0686. Due to the music, I'm going to put band videos on. Check this shit out. The shit that they're about to do to us. Okay, let me find it. Band videos. Yo, this shit is fucking for real. Please be advised. This is no joke. So, I hope that you are safe and sound. I hope things are very well for all of you who are in tune to this. I told you I would be coming out with some fuck crazy ass shit. Okay. Infowars. Tomorrow's news today, today. This year Saturday night broadcast. It's called Infowars. Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live broadcasting worldwide on this Saturday, March 20th, 2021 global transmission. And by live... I feel like I'm live. I'm, I'm, I'm taping this a few hours before it is streamed out. So it's technically not exactly live. They call it tape to air, but we're teleprompter free coming direct at you. And we'll be back tomorrow night live, 4 to 6 p.m. with the Alex Jones show. Then, of course, Sunday live, though, and Schroyer after that, 6 to 8 p.m. And there's the weekday shows that are all live as well. And a lot of times on Saturdays, I come in here and do a live show, but with a tape show, uh, we have time to add more articles, more documents, more video clips, uh, and uh, overall, it's a more polished presentation than some of the live transmissions. Here we are. So I was really taking stock of the world and, and, and where we all are right now from my perspective. I know you've got your perspective. We all tune into shows like this to try to expand our, our, our understanding about where the world is right now. And so I want to kind of set out the, the waterfront here and then lay out what I'm going to be breaking down in this special. First is, whatever you're getting is going to keep you from being infected by some sort of pathogen. So that's assumption number one. Assumption number two is that somehow or another, if you get that vaccine, somehow you're doing your public health bit mm -hmm. to make sure that you don't transmit it to other people. Yes. Right? Am I going out on a limb here? No, that's the that's word vaccine kind of means that. And, and, and let's let's go back in history a little bit, shall we? Um, let's go back to 1905 to the very, 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 very famous Jacobson case in Massachusetts. Um, the um, the Supreme Court, 1905. And I'm going to read the quote because I think it's important. This court has more than once recognized as a fundamental principle that persons and property are subjected to all kinds of restraints and burdens in order to secure 
the general comfort, health, and prosperity of a state. So, so what the Supreme Court in Jacobson said was that the police powers, the public health powers, were legitimate if they secured the general comfort, health, and prosperity of the state. That implies that the individual benefit is superseded by a collective benefit. Mm -hmm. That somehow or another, the individual is not the point when it comes to public health laws. It's about the community. Mm -hmm. Which would then suggest that to meet a vaccine public health standard, and quite frankly, a vaccine public health definition, something about either you are immune from getting a pathogen or, and potentially and, you are not going to transmit the pathogen, must be part of what lives inside that definition. Yes. That's couldn't be straight more straightforward than the Supreme Court of the United States 1905, which, by the way, happens to be a decision that I have yet to even meet many attorneys who have bothered reading it. They talk about vaccine litigation, but I haven't heard many that can actually quote the majority opinion out of Jacobson, which is a very dangerous problem that we have. But here's where it gets more interesting. So so when Moderna was started, and if you go back and look at their SEC filings, and we've gone through all their SEC filings, they make a point of saying that their technology is a gene therapy technology. Gene therapy technology. You'll notice that they don't say vaccination. They actually say gene therapy technology. And it was set up to be a cancer treatment. So this is gene therapy chemotherapy. Mm. Now let's just stop for a minute. Let's just ask the question. If Anthony Fauci got up and said to everybody, hey, we want you to take chemotherapy for the disease that you may or may not ever have. Who'd put the hand up for that? There wouldn't be a single person raising their hand. The prophylactic chemotherapy. You wouldn't be doing it. You know why you wouldn't be doing it? Because it's a dumb idea. That's why you wouldn't be doing it. And and states wouldn't be able to mandate it, and employers wouldn't be able to mandate it. No employer would be able to mandate a chemotherapy for a disease that you don't have. That would not be a legal thing to do. But they called their technology gene therapy technology. They made a big point of saying that this was not investigational new drugs. This was gene therapy technology. This belonged in the Center for Biologics, potentially even the CDRH, the Center for Device and Radiologic Health, because let's think about what they actually do. And by the way, this is super important. All the references are going to be in this video on the YouTube channel, and I'm going to put a bunch of the references actually in the comments section on Facebook Live so that you can go see this yourself. But what they're doing is they're putting together a synthetic fragment of nucleic acid. It's not mRNA. It's not natural. It's not even a natural component of a fragment. It's a synthetic fragment. It's a technology embedded within a fat carrier, uh, a, a peg carrier, and, and that is being introduced into the cell not to induce a immunity from infection with a SARS-CoV virus, and it's not to block transmission of it. It's actually to lessen symptoms associated with the S1 spike protein, not even the virus itself. So it, it gets better 
and, and, or worse, depending on your point of view. The fact of the matter is this thing is actually not a vaccination. Now, why would I say it's not a vaccination? People go, Dave, um, why would you say it's not a vaccination? Well, let's look at the legal standard for what a vaccination is. And let's start with the Center for Disease Control's own definitions. Why not start with the people who run the racket? Why not? Two important operative definitions. Immunity is protection from an infectious disease. Protection from an infectious disease. If you are immune to a disease, you can be exposed to it without becoming infected. Now, by definition, neither Pfizer nor Moderna even claims that to be the case. That's straight up not their definition. So, immunity, you can be exposed to a pathogen, infectious disease, without becoming infected. Not only is that not the case, we're going to get to this in a minute, but in their clinical trials, they specifically say they're not going to test that. So stay with me on that. And then the CDC says a vaccine is a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity. See the definition above to a specific disease, protecting the person from that disease. And then it says vaccines are usually administered through needle injections, but also can be administered by mouth spray to the nose. Now, that's the CDC. So let's just stipulate for the sake of this conversation that the CDC's own definition and what Pfizer and Moderna are doing do not match. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you should be thinking somewhere in this video, hold on a second. If this isn't a vaccine, why are they calling it a vaccine? Big question. That's a question you should be thinking in your head because we're going to come to that in a second. But I thought, okay, CDC, CDC is not the law. CDC is an expression of a agency empowered by the law, but it's actually not the law. So why don't we actually look at the laws where vaccine has been defined? And it turns out that's a much harder exercise than you would think, because vaccine, the term, is actually not a legally defined term in an enor enormous number of statutes that govern vaccines, which is actually a really interesting thing. But let's look at some examples. And I just pulled a couple examples from the Iowa Code. Vaccine, and I'm quoting, means a specially prepared antigen administered to a person for the purpose of providing immunity. Immunity, once again, the operative definition, which is to say that when exposed to a pathogen, you are not susceptible. That's the Iowa Code. How about Washington State? You know, the state that has been absolutely tyrannical in all of its interventions around coronavirus, allegedly the, the birthplace of the U.S. experience with coronavirus, um, state of Washington. Vaccine, legally defined term now, this is in the statute, means a preparation of a killed or attenuated living microorganism or fraction thereof. Just, just stop right there. Vaccine means a preparation of a killed or attenuated living microorganism. Stop right there. And mRNA synthetically developed by Moderna and Pfizer do not meet this definition. 
or a fraction thereof. It's not a fraction of a living thing or a killed thing because it's neither living nor killed. They are explicitly synthetic gene therapies. They are not vaccines as defined by the statute. That upon administration stimulates immunity. There we have it again. That stimulates immunity, meaning that you do not get a thing when exposed to that pathogen, right? Yep. That protects us against disease and is approved by the Federal Food and Drug Administration as safe and effective. Now, that's the state of Washington statute. And by the way, across the board, that's the definition of vaccine, which means immunity is a defined term. Vaccine is a defined term. But here comes a really big problem. The big problem is that if we look at the clinical trials that were approved for what was called the the SARS-CoV-2 COVID-19 vaccine program under the Operation Warp Speed. Listen very carefully to what the primary endpoint is. The primary endpoint is the prevention of symptomatic COVID-19 disease. Now, let's pause and unpack that. Starting with COVID-19 disease. As you all know, if you've been watching this show at all, you know that in February, the World Health Organization and the CDC and the Department of Health and Human Services made a very clear distinction. They wanted to make sure that COVID-19, which was a series of clinical symptoms, which included things like fever, muscle pain, aches, um, loss of smell, um, certain radiologic findings in the lungs, a whole host of things. There's a laundry list of, of things that all got subsumed within this thing called COVID-19, which, by the way, has been now redefined as to pick, which is pneumonia, influenza, COVID as a combined set of things so that we can catch more people mm-hmm. allegedly dying of this thing. But COVID-19 disease is actually not a disease. It is a set of symptoms. And they were very clear on this, by the way. They tried to make a causal statement. They tried to say SARS-CoV-2 causes COVID-19, but then there was a tiny problem. Most of the people who tested positive using the RT-PCR method had no clinical presentation, which means you can't make a causal statement. You can't say the virus causes a disease because, unfortunately, most people with a positive PCR test for a fragment of what was called SARS-CoV-2 didn't have any problem. In fact, well over 80% had no problem, which then leads us to the question of, okay, so we can't say it's causal, but it's more problematic than this. The primary endpoint for the vaccine trial was actually not a vaccine endpoint. A vaccine endpoint has to do with immunity, And a vaccine endpoint has to do with transmissibility, and neither of those were measured. And it gets worse. And I'm quoting right now, straight out of Moderna's own statement. Key secondary endpoints include prevention of severe COVID-19 disease and prevention of infection by SARS-CoV-2. But here comes a tiny little problem. By their own admission in their clinical study, it was, and I'm quoting, impractical to measure infection. That's right. You heard me correctly. It's impractical to measure infection. So there is no 
evidence inside the phase three clinical trials that any of the gene therapy had anything to do with the infection or not of SARS-CoV-2. You cannot have an, an, a vaccination. It's not under the legal definition of vaccination. You cannot have a vaccination that is in fact not meeting either an immune or a transmission standard and their clinical trial was set up specifically so that it could not measure either of those things. <laughs> and then let's quote, shall we, from the New England Journal of Medicine and from The Lancet. And this is October and this is December, respectively. And I'm just going to go ahead and read this quote. At the time of this writing... No correlate of protection from SARS-CoV-2 has been established. Maybe you misheard what I just said. That nature, Katie. As of this writing, no correlate of protection for SARS-CoV-2 has been established. In other words, not a shred of evidence from the clinical trials said anything about protection from infection with SARS-CoV-2, which means every single person who has value signaled their vaccination because they're doing their part not to be infected with SARS-CoV-2 and not to get COVID-19, newsflash, you have been violating the Federal Trade Commission Act by deceptive practices. You've been telling people that there is a protection that the data itself does not afford. Fantastic. Hey, <coughs> but maybe that was just one report. So why don't I read from the second report, and I quote, and this is Lancet and New England Journal of Medicine, quote, no existing vaccines have been shown to be effective against infection with any beta coronavirus. The family that includes SARS-CoV-2, which causes COVID-19. There you go, black and white. People, this isn't my opinion. This is not me selectively choosing to take a spin on facts this is in fact fact which then begs the question kim what would motivate pfizer and moderna and more importantly felonious fauci felonious fauci the unsavory the unsavory what would motivate them and cdc and others to lie to the american people about this being a vaccine because vaccines in the ordinary course of the use of that term invokes within the listener a presumption of protection against infection and protection against transmission neither of which have been established at all why would they use the term vaccine and here's where we have to depart from the facts and we have to go into conjecture because that's the only thing we have available to us. As recently as 2018, Moderna was insisting that they were not making vaccinations. They were insisting that this is gene therapy technology and it was cutting edge and it was all this kind of nonsense. And suddenly, courtesy of SARS-CoV-2, it suddenly became a vaccine, vaccine. company. It wasn't a vaccine Actually. company before. It's not a vaccine company now. It's a gene therapy technology company with an unproven gene therapy. That's what it is. 
So one has to ask the question, okay, so why, why do we keep hearing about vaccines? Ah, well, here's the reason I think we keep hearing about, about vaccines. And once again, my opinion here, people, this is not based on information that I have readily available, but it is my opinion. I think that if Anthony Fauci, if Moderna, if Pfizer and if others, public health authorities around the country and around the world, actually called this gene therapy, chemotherapy, number one, be realistic. people wouldn't want to take it. And they wouldn't want to take it for a good reason. Because experimental gene therapy is a bad idea no matter who it is, no matter when it is, no matter where it is. Experimental gene therapy should not be relentlessly and recklessly distributed to a population. That shouldn't happen. So that's number one. But number two is the 1986 liability exclusion. And this is what I think it really is. See, as long as Doc, Mr. Sorry, I almost said doctor. Mr. Alexand, Alex Amazar, the, the director or the uh, secretary of Department of Health and Human Services, as long as Alex Azar keeps the state of emergency going, as long as every governor and every mayor and every unelected official keeps the state of emergency going, under emergency use authorization rules, liability is a shield that's afforded to people like Pfizer and Moderna and others. So they're making billions of dollars on the back of something for which they have no liability. But if this was not a vaccine, then all of a sudden the liability shield would vanish because there is not a liability shield under the 1986 act. Still trust your government. That is gene therapy. Mm. Which means we're probably having governors and the Health and Human Services and CDC and others maintaining the illusion of a state of emergency, not because there's a state of emergency. They're maintaining it because it maintains the illusion of the liability shield. Mm -hmm. Remember that if you suspended the state of emergency today, like, I don't know. If you're the governor of South Dakota and you ever have anybody who remotely cares about this matter listening to this video, lift the state of emergency because on the day you do it, RT-PCR can't be used because RT-PCR is not a diagnostic. It has never been approved and it does not and cannot diagnose and treat a disease, which means every time Bloomberg, Gates Foundation and Zuckerberg Foundation COVID-19 dashboard reports that there is another case of COVID-19 because of a positive RT-PCR test, they are violating the 15 U.S. Code Federal Trade Commission Act. You cannot diagnose a thing that cannot diagnose a thing. That's a misrepresentation. That is a deceptive practice under the Federal Trade Commission Act. And they are liable for deceptive practices because it turns out you do not have a waiver of liability under deceptive practices, even in a state of emergency. So maybe the reason why they're calling it a vaccine is because they can count on the fact that neither you nor I will ever have this video. You and I will never do this independent inquiry. You and I will never ask the question, is it possible? that the entirety of what Operation Warp Speed was, 
was nothing but propaganda, which leads me to my conclusion. Some of you know this, some of you don't, but Operation Warp Speed has a middleman, and the middleman is a company called ATI, a defense contractor out of North Carolina. And it turns out that that defense contractor is the one that clears the billions of dollars of orders for vaccine, and that defense contractor is the one that then is supposed to be controlling the rollout of the vaccines, which has been a total train wreck, um, even setting aside all of the ethical, legal, moral obligations of the things that we just talked about. But ATI also has another contract, also with the Department of Defense, and other government agencies. And that contract is for propaganda and misinformation. Hmm. Wow. Propaganda and misinformation. Hold on a minute. A company you mean that the company that? that actually got the contract to officially manipulate public media to officially convey the propaganda of the United States government, you mean that company is also the company in charge of Operation Warp Speed, Dave. Is that what you're saying? And the answer is, you got it. That's exactly what I'm saying. Hey. This thing does not stink like rotten fish because I'm making up some sort of stench. It stinks like rotten fish because it is yes. rotten fish. That's why it smells of rotten fish. That's why you have to share this. So, listen, there. this is a pretty straightforward situation. You're being lied to. Your own government is violating its own laws. 15 U.S. Code is not my interpretation. They have thrown this book at more people than I can count. They have shut down practitioners around the country time and time again for violating what are called deceptive practices and medical claims. Guess what? They're doing exactly that thing right now. You need to send this video to your U.S. attorney in your state. You need to send this to your attorney general in your state. You need to actually do something with this video. Don't just share it among your friends. Don't preach to the converted. This is a violation of federal statutes perpetrated by defense contractors, by gene therapy companies, not vaccine manufacturers, by gene therapy companies who are doing experimental trials and doing them under deceptive medical practices. That's what this is. And by the way, every statement that I have made before I went to my opinion, and my opinion is pretty grounded because if you really examine why I think that the liability shield is the point, look at how many times the Department of Defense wanted to confirm that they were shielded under the Immunity Act of the Emergency Use Authorization. They would not play this game if they didn't get yep. the liability shield. And that liability shield came from the emergency use authorization. So we're very, very, very desperately in need right now as a civilization to make sure we interrupt this. And the reason is because real people are being harmed. Mm -hmm. Real people are actually right having now. significant side effects. Some people may, in fact, be dying. The doctor in Florida who two weeks after receiving the vaccine dropped over dead, very healthy guy, a couple days after he got the vaccine, started having splotches and blotches and everything else, and then at the end of two weeks died. His death is being investigated. Are you ready for this? 
by the CDC and by Pfizer. That's like asking a bank robber to investigate their own bank heist. It is beyond insane, people. And it's time for each one of you not to just like this, not to just share this, but send it to law enforcement in your state because somebody somewhere out there in these 50 states is going to actually care about following the law. Somebody is. Or this is not America. Yes. It's on you. Do something with this. I'm doing the work. You can help me carry the burden. So make sure you share this, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks Thank very you, much. Everyone. You know, the problem is it's a political year, and, and, you know, they weaponize coronavirus. Unfortunately, to shut down this economy, the worst thing we can do is shut down our economy, kill our spirit. You know, we have a, we need a reason to get up in the morning. God, family, work. And they're taking away our spirit. They're taking away our ability to work. They essentially call, uh, you know, declared martial law, I believe, in this country, shutting everything down. It's the worst thing we could have done just for political gain. I think it's criminal, criminal. I think it's immoral to shut down this economy for this basically political reasons. And, you know, uh, we're one nation under God. We're not one nation under Twitter. We're not one nation, you know, under big media or under central government. We're trying to have media, uh, big tech control our lives, the government control our lives. And, you know, we need to not move away from God. We need to move closer to God. They want to cancel God. They want to cancel our speech. They want to cancel our culture, our history, our liberty. They want to control us, the few controlling the many, like a bunch of sheep. You know, none of these people care about us. You know, we cannot move away from God. We need to love and to build, not hate and destroy. If you want to keep us on air, fine. If you don't, that's fine as well. I appreciate all your support. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your support in the local stations. I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm just telling you the reality of this. America better understand what's happening. Get right with God. And get back to basics like the CEO of Goya Foods said. And you better start supporting the truth. Those local radio stations that are picking us up. You better start telling folks about those because with the censorship coming, that's all that's going to be on the air, folks. Because if even they take us off the internet, we're going to still be beaming out to those local stations and they're going to be able to put it out on their internet for, for at least a while. Or they can roll over to the New World Order. That's up to them. What we're seeing is more stations picking us up, stations taking us from nighttime to daytime, and really investing in their future, getting that rolling over to this means total destruction. This is uh, do-or-die time, George Washington time, when it comes to information warfare. The great 